0: $5 minimum balance required.
1: Switching gears now, we'll talk to a man that has covered the Falcons for a few years. He's been in and outside of the building. He's William McFadden from The Falcoholic, who joins us here via the loud security systems newsmaker line on the home team and Hamilton Show. And William, thank you for joining us today. Uh, your thoughts on where the Falcons are? where they have been, or if anything has changed now that the numbers are different for a lot of Falcons contracts and the contract of Matt Ryan?
2: Well, first off, you know, Hamilton home team, thank you guys for for having me on. I I really appreciate it. it, You know, it's going to be kind of a weird offseason for for the Falcons, and I think, unfortunately, it's kind of been that way for the past few years. Um, You know, really not since, I think, 2016 have they had uh, an impactful offseason and I think fans probably have to wait um, one more year until they see kind of uh, a free agency that really does carry some weight Um, and and that really has to do a a lot with the finances I I know we saw the Matt Ryan contract uh, restructuring but that was really just to get them below the bare minimum of the salary cap and I really don't think they're out of the woods yet. They're going to have to make some other moves. You know, you're possibly looking at and maybe some extensions for, for some younger core guys on the roster like Deion Jones or Grady Jarrett, possibly Jake Matthews restructuring um, his stuff as well. And that will just really clear up the space to get a few kind of bottom-tier free agents and sign your draft class. I really think it's going to be – um, an offseason oriented around building through the draft, and, and they're in great shape to do that with high picks in each round and they've got nine overall picks so that that's kind of where they stand it, it's going to be it's going to be a weird off-season, and I think that will really shine a light on how good this coaching staff is for the the first year and if they kind of improve on their 4-12 and record it, it should build a lot of optimism and momentum heading into the 2022 offseason where i think there'll be much bigger players in the market
1: yeah with what's left on the table to your point about building through the draft this year if they do go out and try to secure free agents it just looks like the deals will just have to be very minimal and be very short
2: yeah and i think that's i think all parties really want that you know i think from a player perspective you know if you're an agent and a player you're sitting there saying why would we kind of cash in our chips right now you're hitting free agency at kind of the worst time possible the the salary cap is is restricting for the first time in recent memory when it had been going up about you know nine ten million dollars every single year so you want to get back onto the open market as quickly as possible um you know a new tv deal is hitting that money probably won't be felt by the players for for even a few more years but Certainly, you know, you, if you're a team, you don't have that much money to spend. You don't want to really lock into these big contracts because they don't know what the, the ripple effect will be for this, you know, from public consumption for a little while. You know, our fans, how quickly are fans going to want to be in, in stadiums? How quickly are, is everything going to get back to normal? So they don't want to lock themselves into these long-term contracts for giant guaranteed money. And, and then, on you know, again, on the player side, it, it makes sense for them to want to – get back onto the open market when things look a little bit more normal. So that's where I think you'll see, you know, the Falcons included, a lot of these teams doing one-year deals. And it makes sense if if you're the Falcons because you expect to have a little bit more money to spend next offseason.
1: William McFadden from the Falcoholic joining us here via the loud security systems news maker line on the home team in Hamilton show. William, when you were just talking about reconstructing, uh, restructuring contracts, uh, you mentioned Jared, you mentioned Jones, and we know what happened to Matthews and even Matt Ryan. Uh, is Julio Jones's contract that untouchable that we're not even saying anything about him, a uh, restructuring or doing anything or taking a pay cut?
2: Well, so, I mean, the, the thing with, with Julio right now is that, pretty much all of the rest of his contract is guaranteed. So on, on his, on his side. And, you know, if you kind of go back to the last time he got his, his extension done, they, you know, the off season, the kind of training camp stuff, he was really being a team player there and felt that, you know, the team might give him uh, the extension and and restructuring a a little bit earlier than maybe they did. and, And they kind of, negotiated with him and doing all that. And so he, you know, I, I don't know that Julio feels this way in any way, shape or form. This is total speculation, but because everything is guaranteed, there's not necessarily an incentive for him to come to the table. And he may be sitting there saying, look, I like, I've, I've got the money I've got. I'm good with that. I've got two years left on my deal. Um, you know, go, go negotiate with other people. Um, So it takes kind of two parties to come to the table. That's not to say that that he won't because Julio is is a very rare uh, human being when it comes to the wide receiver position. He's completely unselfish and is absolutely a team player. So that's not saying that he won't, but they may look to some other guys before they look to, to Julio.
1: William McFadden from the Falcoholic joining us via the Loud Security Systems News Newsmaker line. Reading your last article, it was, uh, you know, a couple of doors the Falcons could go through. Good stuff you had. Door number one, Falcons could trade back and accumulate picks. Door number two, Falcons could stay put at number four and take the best player. Door number three, the Falcons stay put at number four and take a quarterback. Which one of those doors do you think is most likely at this juncture that the Falcons open up and walk through?
2: Well, I I kind of did did those in the order of, of the ones that I thought were probably most likely after the Matt Ryan um, extension. Uh, basically, once they re or restructuring, I should say not not an extension, but once they restructured it, the, movie that, uh, the money that they moved to the n- next season 2022, his dead money now would only net them about $8 million in savings. It's not, you know, impossible that they move on from him next year, but I think that a trade has now become much less likely because of the cap hit he now has in 2022, and do you really want to kind of just cut and release Matt Ryan to save $8 million? That, that's really not a ton of savings for kind of a franchise quarterback. So with that being said, I, I don't, it's not impossible again that they take a quarterback and that they kind of groom him underneath Matt Ryan and, and then still decide to move on because there is still some financial benefit there, but you're almost kind of looking now at a Jordan Love situation where Aaron Rodgers won the MVP during his age 36, 37 season, Matt Ryan will be 36 this fall. So it's kind of too early still to just say Matt Ryan is, is expired goods. And do you want to draft somebody with the number four pick and have them sit for, for two or three years? I don't know if that's necessarily getting the most value out of the best part of kind of a rookie quarterback, which is a good player on a cheap contract. So I think now maybe it's flipped and probably the best path for them to take is to trade back. You know, they've gotten nine picks in the draft, but they, don't have much money to spend in pre-agency. They do have a lot of holes. I mean, they're kind of hemorrhaging players on their roster at this point because they're not bringing new guys in. I, I think again, this off is going to be really oriented around the draft. And if they can get, you know, if the fourth quarterback is on the, on the board and three quarterbacks have gone and the Falcons know that they're not going to take the quarterback, that number four pick automatically becomes extremely valuable for all of the other teams in the first round that want a quarterback. And, they could get a pretty good offer, I think, for, for that fourth pick, and it would behoove them to, to trade back and maybe pick up, you know, a second and third rounder in addition to what they already have.
1: William, you talked about free agency, and maybe you have to do some of those things throughout uh, this offseason. Uh, what is the sale, you think, for the Atlanta Falcons of you, Terry Fontenot? Uh, how do you get free agents to want to come play uh, up in Flowery Branch?
2: I mean, I think, I think Terry Fontenot himself – is a massive sell. Uh, I mean, if you guys have have listened to the guy talk, he's extremely personable, gregarious, uh, smart. He really can light up a room. I I think, you know, if if I were, if I were a businessman and and I was going in to close a deal, he'd be somebody I would want in the room with me. Um, But as far as Atlanta is concerned, I mean, you know, you sit there and you say, look, we we still have, there is still premier talent on this roster. They're, in a different scenario than a team like the jets um or or the jags or any any of these kind of like high like the falcons are the most talented team picking high in the draft um outside of miami but that's not even really miami's pick um so that would be kind of my main sell is come here play with julio jones play with Matt ryan calvin ridley Deion jones grady Jarrett, the like uh arthur smith is, is another part of that formula you know you you say, look what he did in Tennessee. He took a team that was a little bit bland, even under guys like Matt LaFleur, and kind of made them one of the most exciting teams to watch in the NFL. You've got Dean Pease whose track record kind of speaks for himself, you know, played with or coached Ed Reed, coached Ray Lewis, coached all of these kind of Hall of Famers. Um, and so if you're a defensive player, come in and play with him. And then the last little bit of it is is I think part of the reason why the coach in gm here is, is arthur blank you know you you get a player's rave about him what he's done with the the social justice committee and and his initiatives around the city um he's kind of a player first owner uh really respects and loves the guys who who play for his team so i i think that's kind of your sell you may not win in 2021 but come here set the culture and set this team up for success moving forward
1: Speaking of that, you have a unique perspective. You used to be in the building to some degree. You used to work for AtlantaFalcons.com. I don't know if they made you sign an NDA or anything, so you, you can tell us what you can tell us or uh, tell us what you can't. But uh, uh, that to that point about the culture, how would you describe – because there's there's been more, I would say, bad than good as far as the wins and losses over the last three seasons. But the Falcons have been – very transparent. They put Dan Quinn, they put Thomas Dimitrov, Arthur Blank has been out front. They've done things in the community. How would you describe uh, the atmosphere for for Flowery Branch and the way the organization is run and how that will translate now that uh, Arthur Smith is here and a lot of people have to be won back over?
2: Yeah, I I mean, I would say that that inside the building, I mean, it was never, you never really felt the impact of kind of the the negatives on the field, which I, which you could probably say are, are is both good and bad. Um, you know, it, you, the the tension, the stress never seemed to creep in. Now, obviously, I wasn't in meeting rooms. I wasn't in you know the team meeting room things like that, where I'm sure this situation was a little bit more tense. Um, but I want to know being, if you in that draft room is what I want to know. <laughs> that, that's the information. I no, was. no, no. They they kept us far, far away from that. Uh, but it, you know, anytime I would see uh, Thomas or, or Dan, kind of in the hallway, they they were always personal. They were always uh, very, very friendly, nice, welcoming people. Because that that's just frankly their their nature. I mean, Dan Quinn is the type of person who probably like a, a little bit of, of duck on water. Like, there's probably a lot going on beneath the surface, but but in front, you know, he he's absolutely a, a fantastic person. Um, would always ask you, you know, how you doing? Stop, take take a second, talk with you. Uh, Rich McKay, the same way. Thomas, the same way. So the the atmosphere probably was a little bit tenser on the football side of the building, as opposed to, you know, the times they would come over to, to our side and grab a coffee or something. Um, but I do think that, you know, just from the brief conversation that I had with with Arthur Smith, he does seem a little bit more of a, uh, you know, focused is probably the wrong word, but just um, not not worried with kind of like the at outside stuff. You know, not worried about the the personality part of it. Not he's focused on what he needs to get done, and I, I think Terry Fondo for is extremely personable and and all of that. But I think he's extremely focused on what needs to get done, and and that's not to say that Dan and Thomas weren't. But you can tell that it's a little bit of a, a different vibe with what those two bring. Um, just from, from characteristics and, and their personality. And so I'm really curious to see how do the players in that locker room respond because it, it did feel like it maybe got a little bit familiar and comfortable for, for some of those guys um, in the locker room because there wasn't a lot of turnover with the roster of the past four or five years. So now that you've got somebody new in here who is going to set new expectations and, and doesn't really have any previous ties to, to you as a player – do they perk up a little bit, you know, do they, do they start to listen more? And I think if anything, you'll see a bounce back in the record from that simple fact alone.
1: Well, we thank you for your time. We thank you for your candor. We hope to catch up with you down the road as we approach the draft and beyond. And uh, don't uh, be uh, shy to join the show, be a friend of the show and come on as, as often as you're able to do so.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, anytime. Just let me know.
1: William McFadden from The Falcoholic joining us via the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker line.
0: a $5 minimum balance
1: required. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundation sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off.